you, there's kind of like two routes for, I mean, online traffic, but affiliate marketing, especially there's, there's kind of the social platforms, right? There right. you can go that route. And what you're doing is you're trying to like you know, get people excited, get them hyped up, get them in, you know, introduce them to this product and then sell them on the product. And then there's the search engine side of it and the search engine side of it. You don't need an audience, right? You don't need to, you don't need to be good at selling. You don't need to be able to like take a cold lead and warm them up and get them, you know, take them to that journey. Um, the search engine side of it is much more just, you need to be able to understand an algorithm, right? You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and we have today the king of affiliate marketing. Is that what we get to call you? Are you the king of affiliate marketing, Spencer? Let's do it. For today, I'm the king. All right. For today, Spencer is the king of affiliate marketing. And um, I'm actually, he's like, well, are you the number one affiliate in all of ClickFunnels? I know you're up there. I, I was. I'm not positive. I still am. I think I am, though. So one, one or two he, guys, he's like way up there. He's really cool. He's made over a million dollars with ClickFunnels, promoting them as an affiliate, which means if they pay what 40% commission. So you sent $2.5 million in sales to them. Uh, so they love you over there. I've got my ClickFunnels hoodie on right now. Shout out Dave Woodward and Ben Harris. I just got this in the mail yesterday. Yeah, shame, Spencer, for shame. Why, why, why don't you have yours on? Big book that just came there, in the mail. There you go. Feel? There you go. There you go. Dude, I got to ask you. We're, we're going to get into your backstory here, guys. He he basically he's awesome at affiliate marketing. But I see your, I see your wrist. You break your wrist? Uh, broke my wrist four months ago, and they just they just have not figured out how to fix it. They keep messing up. No way, really. Yeah, they, they put on a cast and then they set it wrong. So we got we got in to take off the cast and he was like, oh, your bone's worse than it was before. <laughs> yeah. So it went in and broke it. And then they were like, all right, now we need to replace it or like fix it. And then the virus hits and they had to delay me two weeks and then go in and like, it's just been such a mess, man. What'd you, what'd you do? <laughs> I just I fell backwards playing basketball. Like just not even a huge fall, you know, you just do something dumb. You put it a weird way. I don't know. That's crazy. I broke my wrist backwards on a basketball court um, when I was 11, maybe 12, something like that. Running backwards. Uh, I did that. And that was just miserable. You get you're in a cast and I can't imagine four months of it, though. Holy cow. I think mine was like six weeks. Dude, it's it's stinky now. It's PU. <laughs> can you can you uh, can you type with that hand at all? No, or not really. Brother. Not at all, but I've, I've, I don't know if you use a Mac, but if you double tap FN on Mac, little hack, it's speech text in any box it's in. So I've gotten like, I'd literally just sit in my office and double tap FN all over and like talk to Skype and Messenger and Facebook. And my wife just listens to me like chattering in here all day. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so yeah, funny. Yeah, I just learned. Okay, so... uh let's let's go a little backstory on you before we get into the good stuff because that's what everybody's after but i want to get to know you because 
truth be told, dude, I think this is the first time we've ever like talked, right? I mean, like we've kind of chatted on Messenger back and forth, but is this the first time we've ever yeah. like talked face to face? Yeah, you know, I bought like three years ago now, maybe two years, two or three years ago, I bought your Instagram course, whatever was out at that point. So I've actually seen you talking many times, but you have not seen me as much. Okay. So, I mean, we're familiar with each other though, we're, but not, I wouldn't say I know a whole ton about you other than the fact that you kill it uh, with ClickFunnels, which is awesome. They're pretty much my favorite company ever. Um, but uh, wh where are you from? Like, wh where's home for you? From Utah, living in Utah now. And with the virus, I don't leave Utah now. So, so Utah is, is home and you're not planning on leaving anytime soon. I wish, I mean, no, not anytime soon. Where, where's your accent from? Or your tone of, like, I feel like it's, is that from what? Yeah. I mean, come on. Is it an accent? I, I don't know. It's, you got you got something going on there with your voice. Okay. In a, a good way. A couple of years in Mississippi, maybe picked up a few, like, swings in there. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. So you're in Utah. How long have you been, like, what was life pre-affiliate pre marketing before you made a million bucks? Oh, I've already wiped that from my memory. Let me think here. <laughs> um, so I got into affiliate marketing like right at the end of, in fact, my first job outside of college is when I heard about it. Um, and I guess the phrase I usually tell people is like, before that, I thought that like there were two choices in life. Like there were only two. You either you go to college, you go to like the next version of college and then like college round three. Right. And that's how you, you know, live a good life or you live in like a dumpster. And like genuinely there was no, like there was nothing in between there. Like yeah. there was no options. And so that was life. And I went to college, got a degree in uh, public relations. I still don't know what anyone does with that degree. Bad <laughs> choice is there. But, uh, do you take on anyway, debt so, to go? Um, like small total of like 5k when I got Oh, okay. Okay. So nothing Not terrible. Yeah. Okay. Did pretty well. Yeah. Um, came away. Yeah. I paid that off like a year after I got done. And then, um, I was working at like an SEO agency, uh, for, for a year and a half after college, just making, I was making 15 bucks an hour, which is like, I mean, I was making like 13 bucks when I started college, you know, <laughs> like, so I, I bumped up $2 an hour in that four years. And, um, anyway, that, that's when I got into the world of affiliate marketing is it was like, Oh, like this isn't quite the way I've been like planning this out, you know? <laughs> huh? That's super interesting. So how old are you now? 30. 30. Okay. So you're 30 years old. You get done with college at 22? No, no, no. I got kind of talk. So that was it. I bounced through like 12 different majors. Like, oh my. I, ne I never did well in college, you know? And so it was just like, I'm sucking at this. It must be, you know, it's got to be this, not, it's got to be that this particular major just doesn't jive with me. And I never realized that this college in general wasn't what was jiving. So six major switches in there and, and that's seven years, I think in college total. Hmm. Huh. Seven years. So you're out at what? 25? Uh, 26. I think. 26. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 26, I just turned 26. So you're, you're leaving college right about, about this time. I think it's interesting how, I think a lot of people are that way though. I don't think a lot of people, I think now more than ever before they realize it, but a lot of people I don't think have realized there's, a, there's an alternate option besides college degree and a, and a cushy job maybe versus, you know, a factory job and living in, what'd you say? A dump, like, you know, living in kind of the, the, dumpster. the yeah, dumpster, <laughs> the, the lower end side of thing. Have you noticed that a lot? Like people just don't realize that there's other options. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on how you're raised. Right. And like, I, I think my parents raised me great, but I mean, they didn't know either. Right. Like just generational. And so 
um, they had no idea that there was there was anything outside of that. And, and so to them, they really wanted what was best for me. And that's what they considered. You know, that's the only way they knew to get to, to achieve that. So um, absolutely, it's a generational thing until someone, you know, sees it and breaks it. And then I think it's the same way, like entrepreneurs, you'll see generations of them because the, the parent entrepreneurs are like, you've got to like, look at this awesome world that we're in. You know, you look what you can do with your life. And then the kids take that and run with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting. I think how the phases of things work, you'll get some people where it'll be like two or three generations of entrepreneurs. One, it's like one and then back to a job. One is a couple of jobs <laughs> and back to entrepreneur. It just kind of switches back and forth depending upon the type of person. What the, so, so you start working the SEO job and like, at what point do you realize Oh, I can go do this on my own. What, Cause what were you doing for the SEO? Like uh, were, you work with clients or what? Uh, yeah. Clients link building. If you're familiar with SEO, yeah, like yeah. I was pretty much just writing articles all day, articles, articles, articles. And so at what point do you go, well, this is stupid. I can just do this for myself. Well, I did that before that. I just, so I, I mean, probably a year or two before that um, is when I kind of started to see just like general online marketing stuff. And, um, so while I'm at that SEO agency, I was actually trying stock market was like, um, mm. that was like where I thought the money was to be made, you know, and yeah, same. I lost a little, yeah, yeah. I lose money like every day, you know, like, <laughs> okay, I learned a little bit more. I'll make some tomorrow. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, I did that so much. And then it was like probably six months into that job, that SEO job. And I had this coworker and he, he, uh, we're just like chatting one day and he like points his computer over to me and he's like, look at this like blog I've been building. And. Uh, like this, this makes me, I can't remember now if it was like or 10,000 a month, but it was more income than either one of us was making it. Yeah. 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 Like, uh -huh. I'm like, and the, like, you should have seen the blog there. There is no uglier blog I've seen since then. Like it was so terrible looking bad articles. You know, it was about vacuum cleaners. So it was boring as heck and he's making $7,000 a month, you know? And so that was like my first, like, okay, what, what do you mean you're making $7,000 a month? How are you doing that? You know? And he's like, Oh, I just like review the vacuum cleaners and help people make a buying decision, you know? And I'm like, well, geez, like I know plenty about plenty of things and like I can make a better looking blog than that. And so that was kind of where I was like, this is what I want to do. Hmm. He's doing this on the side. He's not even like doing that much work anymore on it. And that's where it went. All right. So let's transition into the affiliate marketing side of things. Cause there's something that fascinates me about you, which is, uh, you're you're this awesome affiliate but you like you do it very differently than i think a lot of people in the click funnels world maybe understand um market like affiliate marketing you know what i mean like i feel like there's almost two worlds of affiliate marketing there's this wor well really yeah. multiple but like there's one where it's like oh affiliate marketing because you're a steve larson or a josh forty and you've got a big list and you're gonna make an offer to try to win a promotion and you know there's gonna it's gonna go in waves like this right big huge thing bro you know for you're promoting one specific you know product or things like that and then there's an yeah. entirely different side of affiliate marketing for people out there like there are some affiliate marketers that I've met that make a ton of money and you've got no idea who they are, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, like you, you'd have no clue. And it's like, okay, so there's like these two different worlds. And I feel like you're the dude in the ClickFunnels world that is known for affiliate marketing, but like you like crush it with more, I don't know if traditional is the right word because really affiliate marketing in general is kind of new, but like more unique styles of like SEO and paid ads and like things like that. So like, describe to me what specifically you do, like your version of affiliate marketing, like what's unique, like what do you do? And is ClickFunnels your core product or do you sell other, do you have a different core product as well? Um, yes, I'll start at the beginning. Yeah. So um, 
you there's kind of like two routes for i mean online traffic but affiliate marketing especially there's there's kind of the social platforms right that right. you can go that route and what you're doing is you're trying to like you know get people excited get them hyped up get them in, you know introduce them to this product and then sell them on the product and then there's the search engine side of it and the search engine side of it you don't need an audience right you don't need to you don't need to be good at selling you don't need to be able to like take a cold lead and warm them up and get them you know take them to that journey um, the search engine side of it is much more just you need to be able to understand an algorithm, right? Right. And uh, and then you need to have the discipline to to put out content consistently. And so so I focus on a blog, I focus on YouTube, and I focus on paid AdWords. And those three is where like a vast majority of all my commissions are coming from. And uh, essentially, what I do is I like you talked about. I have core products. I take my core products and I um, I, I build every piece of content I can think about about them. So. I, there's what I call hot traffic. There's what I call warm traffic and there's cold traffic. I cut cold traffic completely out of the equation. I'll never go for cold traffic. Hot traffic is somebody that's looking for like, they're like, what is click funnels? You know, or like how to make money with click funnels or how to sign up for click funnels. Like there's people searching for how to sign up for click funnels. Yeah. crazy as that sounds, you know, whereas the rest of us just type in click <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I but, take but, those but, people, but, right? But, and that's like, hold on. I, I, I want to, I want to touch on that a little bit though, because We'll get into this more, but guys, like, put a pin in that and remember, because we're, we're going to come back to this. There's people, what Spencer said there was really powerful. There's literally people online searching right now how to sign up for ClickFunnels, right? And, like, when you realize that, when you're, there's this light bulb moment of, like, okay, you might know and have built 20 funnels and made $50,000 with, with ClickFunnels and, and know all about it and are like, I don't know how to get people to sign up. And it's like, there's people that literally don't know how to sign up for it. That are looking for instructions <laughs> on that. So, can, sorry, continue. But I wanted to just. Oh no, no, you're right. Loop back to that. Um, you're totally right on there. I mean, people looking for ClickFunnels pricing, you know, and they're just searching like YouTube for ClickFunnels pricing, and it's like, what are you searching on YouTube for? Like, but they're but they're out there doing it, right? Like, people just have different platforms that they that they like know and understand and prefer to learn from. So, so I started like what I call like the spiciest hot content I can possibly make, right? I go find all the things people are looking for. It's just like that guy is so close to buying that pretty much any content I put in front of him is going to make him buy Right. Yeah. He just needs like, he needs a little flick and then I'll kind of just work my way down. Okay. Like, so some people are looking for what is click funnels. Well, now I'm going to do a little bit more in depth, show it how it'll benefit them and things like that, but still pretty hot. He's probably looking for that because a friend or a consultant or somebody was like, Hey dude, you need click funnels in your business. You right, know? And so right. he's like, okay. And he types in, well, what the heck is that? You know, what is a click funnel is usually what he types in. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so I, I build my content around that and then I just work my way down through all the hot stuff. And then you go into the warm stuff. So you go into the stuff that's like, Hey, my business, I can't convert my lead in my business. Um, I'm not profitable in my business, things like that. Right. They're looking for, they've got this problem. They can't figure out what the solution really is. Um, but they're still pretty warm, right? Like right. Their, their credit card probably in their hand. They're like, Hey, if I can find something in my searches that will help me, um, with my problem, I'm happy to go pay for it, right? And so I work my way down to those. And 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 so I build as much content as I can around a core product like that. And then I haven't ran out ever of of content I can create. But if I did, I would move on to another product, I guess. Right. Um, so is is ClickFunnels your core product? That is that what you make where you make most of your money? That was your next question. Yeah. So I have like four core products that that I, I that all go well together, right? So I've got ClickFunnels. To me, you can't have ClickFunnels without an email autoresponder, so I promote Active Campaign really hard. Yeah, that's um, a good one. Yeah, that's what I use in my business. Um, and then I use a messenger bot called Opesta that I promote really hard because to me that plays into the equation as well, right? Like you might as well get some messenger bot leads and be able to to use that as well. And um, and between those three, and then oh, now I'm freezing up on what my fourth one is. Oh, my host. Um, so like mm. a web host. Um, okay. it, it, they all just go really well together, right? And I have a few others that are like kind of similar, yeah, but they're yeah. not as high ticket. 
but basically like you, they just work well together. Right. So I would never promote just one product. Cause typically there's one product that has at least three or four products that'll work right. really. They need as well. You might as well be the one to get the commissions. Along right. The way. Right. Yeah. Cause they're going to go there anyway. And I like, you know, we love click funnels and you know, a shout out click funnels, but you know, they're auto responder. They're, they're a funnel building software, not, not as much an auto building software. So active campaign, <laughs> yeah. many, many of my clients use active campaign as well. That's super interesting. So I want to go back to the, the content side of things though. You talk about this content. I think one of the, the big questions that a lot of people have is, all right, I'm producing this content and you hear Russell talk about producing content and Steve talk about producing content and I talk about producing content or whatever, but like, where are you putting content? Because one of the things that Russell talks about in Traffic Secrets, which I don't know, I have that book around here somewhere. I think it's underneath my bookshelf. But uh, he talks about there's two different types of, and you you already alluded to it, there's the social, which is interruption-based marketing. And then there's the search-based marketing, which is literally someone goes to Google, they go to YouTube, they are literally searching for a product to buy. And you just want to be the one that, you know, that meets them there and gives them that solution mm -hmm. where I focus yeah. on and where I have built my audience, my, you know, everything and where I'm putting out content is much more the interruption based marketing. And I would even call it loyalty based marketing, right? Where people come to you for a very specific, you know, uh, problem, but like they are aware that that problem problem exists long before they've you know gone and bought something. So I think you're very you're in a different camp than that, right? So like, where are you putting your content that you're creating? Is this YouTube? Is it blogs? Is it like, where are you distributing it? YouTube and blogs. So I mean, 90% of it goes YouTube, blog, and Pinterest, um, basically Pinterest, search right. engines, um, all search engines, both because of what you talked about. Like I, I like the, uh, the temperature of the traffic in a search engine, right? Yeah. Um, I've never been the guy that's very good at, at taking this cold lead and like nurturing them and, you know, slowly, you know, I just, it's just not what I do. Um, but I'm very, very good at, at, understanding how these search engines algorithms work and things yeah. like that um so and then the other reason i like search engines is and, and you can attest to this right like if you put something out on uh, on instagram right by tomorrow it's gone it's yep. you know start all over Let, let's go back to putting more content on instagram if i put something on youtube um you know it's probably going to be next year but suddenly next year i'm going to start making money off that you know i've got i've got videos from 2016 that are really? still bringing me hundred dollars a day just chugging it out chugging it out and so so like that particular part of it really, really appeals to me. Hmm. You can see my little uh, hammock over there. Oh, maybe you can't hammock over there. Oh, look at that. <laughs> You're a chiller. Like to chill. So, <laughs> chiller. so are you, uh, you play with paid advertising or is most of your stuff organic based? I'll do retargeting and I'll do AdWords. Um, but, but I done very little Facebook ads and especially like at, at cold audiences. Hmm. So, I'm, Cause I'm always curious, right? I, I see people all the time. They come to me and they're like, "Dude, if you want to promote ClickFunnels, Steve or I mean Spencer's got this thing, or you know Spencer's doing blah blah blah." blah. And I'm always like, "I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> so, so, clearly, it's working, right? People are telling me about it all the time. What like? I've always wanted. To, this is a personal question. L literally, I've always wanted. I have no idea if anybody else cares. I'm curious. What's it cost you to acquire a, a trial on ClickFunnels? Um. Man, so it's different. Like organic, it's free. So my when I won the dream car, I was at zero. Like I hadn't wow. spent a penny. Congrats. I just I just put out YouTube videos. Congratulations! <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Man. yeah, you know, I mean, and that's how you. That's how I think you got to start. Right? And Russell talks a lot about it too. Like start yeah. on organic as you figure things out. And so um, I won the car with that. Uh, I was still at my job when I won the car. In fact, and they were, you know, they were all like, "What is going on here?" Just, so I just won this car. <laughs> um, but anyway. So, and then I took that money and put it into a lot of paid AdWords, a lot of paid YouTube ads and, and, and 
churned it out really quick. And my cost to acquire a customer was between one and two hundred dollars. One and two hundred. Uh, that when I was doing that, yeah. And were, are you selling them just the monthly subscription, or are you trying to sell them the funnel funnel hacks up front? It was it was ClickFunnels up front. For ClickFunnels up front, yeah, that, that's cool. Wow, so that's super. So, how many pieces of content do you think you put out? How many total? Yeah, and you're oh, you've been doing this for like what five years or so? Uh, yeah, like four years. four years. I've probably put out. I mean. Probably less than like you or a lot of other people have. I probably put out 500 to 600 pieces of content. And, and those are quality over quantity for you? Very much so. Yes. Yeah, so that, that, that's, and I don't do a lot of like, like each, in, and I don't do Instagram a ton, you know, so there's not, I don't have like 5,000 Instagram posts or Facebook hmm. posts. Like that's mainly long form blog content and YouTube videos. Yeah. You got nothing on Instagram. I tagged you in a, in a story today. I clicked on your profile and I was like, dang, <laughs> the last time you posted was January of 2019. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Instagram, it was just too like, it was like every day you got to be doing stories and all that. And it's just not really like the style of what I like. Like I, I like building up a, a business of what like of assets, right? Of like digital real estate. So I think uh, this is something I want to actually want to touch on. I, I want to get into allow you to basically sell us on the fact that ClickFunnels is amazing and whatever, however you teach affiliate marketing and, and allow you to kind of go into your stuff. But I want to have a, a conversation I think that is important about types of content. This is one thing that I've been really, really big on recently. Um, we're getting ready to do a launch uh, later this month in, in May. Um, and uh, one of the things I'm doing for my training is I'm trying to figure out the best ways to explain different types of content to people. Because for me, I feel like there's there's two types of content, like two main categories of content. And then there's like subcategories underneath that. And I feel like the two, two top categories of content are in, if you're an influencer, your content is your product. And if you are a business, your content is not a product. It is an educational piece, right? So like, I think a lot of people, they, they go and the reason that massive, you know, people like get massive amounts of views on their videos don't make any money is because they don't realize what type of content they're actually creating. Everybody's after views. Well, views mean nothing if it's going to the wrong audience, right? And so that's why I always try to tell people, you have a product. If you sell a physical product, a digital product, a course, a co like that's your product. Your content educates people on that product. Your content is not what makes you money. If you're an influencer, on the other hand, like a Lo Logan Paul, a YouTuber, right, where you're getting millions of views on your videos, that's what you're getting paid off of. What you're selling literally is your content. Like your content is your product. You and I are in the second camp, right? We're over, and most people listening right now, most entrepreneurs, especially in the ClickFunnels world, are in this camp of our content is our, our product, right? And to me, I kind of break down three different types of content in there. You have content that sells, content that nurtures, and then content that actually just keeps people engaged and convinces them of you. And so episodes on my podcast, for example, where I'm talking about me, my life, what I do with my life, whatever, like that's just there to keep me relevant, right? Then there's the second type of content, which is content, which is the majority of the content that I produce, which is educating people on a specific skill, on a specific tactic, on a specific strategy of how to sell this, how to do sales, how to do marketing, how to build a funnel, how to do that. And then there's this third type of content, which is it is content specifically designed to educate someone to make a decision to buy and like actually get them to buy. Would you agree that those kind of, that kind of summarizes the different types of content? Yeah. Yeah. I think I've heard it a couple times before. Yeah. That's very much. So, so you focus it sounds like a primarily most of your content is specifically targeted to where you're going to build it and put it in front of people 
that are ready to buy. And so you're creating that last type of content, which is specifically designed with a buyer in mind, correct? Yeah, I would say three quarters of my content is educating to sell. And then a quarter is, is to build my audience. Is to build your audience. Okay. So, and I would say you and I are flipped in that scenario, which is fine. Uh, I'm, you know, I 75% build the audience, nurture it, whatever, 25% sell. But I, I want to talk about that type of content here and use this as a transition, however you want to kind of go into what you teach or whatnot. How do you teach your students? Because you've got how many, roughly how many students in all your programs about affiliate marketing? Uh, yeah, and paid ones, 500 to 1,000, and then in free ones, um, thousands and right, thousands. Right, thousands, right, right. So you teach your students. How do you teach them to create this type of content? Like what is that look like? What are you trying to do there to create a good piece of content that's going to show up on YouTube, show up in Google, on a blog, in Pinterest, whatever, and is actually going to go through and get someone to want to make that decision? Whew, that's a good question. Um, so, I mean, obviously it's different for each one of those platforms, but but I'm going to talk a lot about YouTube because yeah, of, the, of all the platforms for it. Um, so a lot of it comes down to, to the right piece of content at the right time. Like, uh, and I think that's where the new people a lot of times struggle is they just go straight into content mode, right? Like this guy says YouTube, I got to go to YouTube and they hop on YouTube and like, I'm going to make a video about uh, click funnels. Boom. And they start making a video about click funnels, you know, they put a few more out and it's not taking off. And, uh, and if you do the research, you look out there at a couple things. One, there's like keyword research. That's like base level stuff. You know, you go out there and look at what people are searching for and you get a decent idea of what, what people are looking for. Um, but, but I found much more success going out there and looking at uh, other influencers in, in certain categories, right? And YouTube will let you do all kinds of things. You can go look at them and you can use Social Blade and stuff and you can see what pieces of content people, you know, what pieces of content basically took them to where they were. You can take any influencer, plug them in and go sort and just basically say like, oh, these six videos are what blew up that influencer. You know, it's like that guy put out this one video on Instagram and it blew him up. And, uh, and so then you go look at like very specifically at those videos, those top six videos or top three videos of each influencer. And you get a pretty good idea pretty quick of, of what your audience is, is it what's attracting your audience on YouTube. Um, and then you, that's when I go try to, I guess the next step is, okay, here's 50 different ideas that, that very clearly have a market out there, right? Like a, a content market for them. And, and how can I, how can I take what these guys have done and improve upon it, make it better Add you know, like for me, I, I know a little bit more about this, a little bit more about this. I could add a little more detail to this. Um, in my case, a lot of times I look and I say, this influencer is teaching this, but he actually doesn't do it, right? He's got a team that does it. And so he's not he's not teaching it the way I would teach it. I'll get on and I'll show you my screen and I'll just talk you through everything that I'm doing because I'm doing it, right? Um, and so a lot of times you can you can beat them with things like that. Anyway, it's just a matter of figuring out where is the market? Like what what, uh, what is the appetite for content on this platform? In my, in my case, YouTube. And then what are people currently making that's blowing up and how can I make that, that, that piece better than the way that they're making it? You know, YouTube, if you can get 30 more seconds of watch time, right? People watching your video for 30 seconds long or something like that, it can be the difference between them getting 600,000 views and you getting 600,000 views. Interesting. So YouTube is not my platform. I am getting into YouTube because I'm fascinated by it. And uh, don't get me wrong, Facebook, I love you. You've made me a lot of money, but also screw you, <laughs> you suck. Um, but, but basically, I... I'm understanding, as I'm building Think Different Theory, right? I'm understanding the value of search-based content, of longevity of content. And as much as I love Facebook and Facebook Live, and that's what built my career more or less, uh, it's like, 
all right, today I got, I have a 48 hours, right? That's what I give myself. I'm like, this piece of content has 48 hours. And then there's a new one that's got to go out. Right. And, uh, so I'm getting into this and I'm learning about it. I've talked to a bunch of different people about it. And so I think the biggest thing that I hear that people get caught up on, and it's myself included here. Now I don't like, I'm just committed to it. So I'm going to figure it out regardless. Right. But like, I think a lot of people get stuck on this whole thing of like views and how to position their video best. Cause I'm coming from this backwards world, right? And a lot of people do. They come over off of Facebook and they're like, if my video doesn't get maximized view in 24 hours, then that's it. It's done. Where on YouTube, I've found like, there's a couple of my videos and I, I barely get any view. I mean, like we just started in the past like two months playing with thumbnails and putting stuff out there. But I'll notice like some of my videos will get like 50 views, right? And then I'll go and then like, I don't know, a month later, I'll look back and I'm like, oh dang, that was like 200. Oh, all right, well, that's sweet, <laughs> right? Like, how do you figure out, and like when you're uploading it, there's this long wait time before you're really seeing how it performs, right? So what metrics and stuff are you looking at to go, okay, like this is how I'm gonna upload it. Is there, do you focus on like the time that you upload it? Is it the, the thumbnails? Is it the caption? Is it what, like when do you decide when and how and where? Like give us a broad overview of that. Cause me with Facebook, it's like, when's the most amount of people gonna be on? When can, you know, like what's the clickbaitiest headline I can use that's still ethical to go do it? And how do I keep them engaged? Like literally every 15 seconds in increments throughout the video, right? Mm -hmm. So like, how do you go and, and determine when and where and how you're going to upload it to YouTube? When, where, and how? Um, so honestly, a lot of those things just aren't nearly as important with YouTube, right? Like okay. if you look in your stats, it's like, oh, we get a few more views if we do it like Wednesday, you know? And, and so I'll do that. Like that's like basic stuff. Um, and, and like descriptions and tags and all that, you know, it's like all basic stuff. Um, but if you talk to anybody that like knows YouTube, it's, it's two things. Like YouTube cares about two things. It cares about click through rate on the thumbnail, right? How, which, which you have to think of how YouTube's thinking here, right? YouTube, YouTube's whole goal, their whole goal is to get you sucked into this just sequence of videos where you just it's keep so watching, bad. right? <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, we're all bad at that, right? And, and YouTube is so good at that. They're so good at that. And that's what their algorithm's doing, right? Is it saying, okay, we know a lot about Josh. So what is Josh like? What here's 10 videos that Josh might watch next, right? And then they pop up and, and that's how it's working is it's saying, how can we just maximize Josh's time? And it knows everything about you and it knows everything about those videos and knows everything about everybody else and how they respond to those videos. And so it can do that like really well. And so hmm. you've got to, you know, that Josh is going to be the same. So you need to create, create pieces of content that, um, that, that get that, to get that click through rate and that watch time. And then what's going to happen is it's kind of like a, it's uh, there's like a journey of a YouTube video, right? Like the first 48 hours, you don't just put out a video and YouTube's like, oh, I'm gonna go promote this to people, right? YouTube says, okay, this guy's got, you know, thousand subscribers, I'm gonna go take this video and show it to those subscribers. And then it watches and it says, okay, like a mm, hundred people clicked that, right? So a hundred of those thousand people that we showed clicked the video, that's a 10% click-through rate. That's pretty good. So it says like, that's a pretty interesting video. There's potential there. And then it goes and looks and says, okay, how long did they watch? And more importantly, like, not only how long did they watch that video, how long did that person stay on YouTube once they started down that rabbit hole, right? Mm. Did, you, did you give them another video? Did you keep them, you know, did you keep them hooked into another one and another one and another one? And if you got, if you got that, right, you've got that string of videos all lined up for them. Um, then, you know, 48 hours later, YouTube will start trying things like the browse feature where it'll start putting your video on home pages of other people. And then you start, you know, then they'll start trying you out in search engines, you'll see, and you'll start to see yourself popping up on recommended. And, uh, and it's just testing, right? I, like my, my most recent video, it's so funny to watch the stats. It's like five views this hour, five views this hour, 600 views this hour, right? And it's just like YouTube just, just put it out there on some home pages and it's watching. And if it does well, it'll, it'll, it'll play it out there a little more, right? 
and it's just testing to see, okay, how do different audiences respond to this video? None of that's going to happen if your own audience responded negatively. Typically, YouTube's just like, okay, crappy video, right? Like, dump. Um, but if you, if you get the good video for your audience, you get that high click-through rate, right? So that thumbnail, that thumbnail is catchy. It's grabbing them. It's getting them to click it. And then the people that are clicking it are, are staying on it relative to the other videos that YouTube could potentially show an audience. They're staying and watching a long time. Hmm. I mean, your, your go time, right? Like you're, you're going to blow up, um, not only in search, where you're going to blow up in that recommended where most people don't know a lot more views happen in that recommended. So like YouTube, right? It's a search engine and it's a social media platform. It's kind of this weird, like in between where it's got both, yeah. which is why it, it's beautiful in that way. And so, uh, a lot of people just think of it as a search engine and like, I think the number is like three quarters of all views actually come from the recommended algorithm yeah. running on the side. So that's where like the, the true power is, right? That's where you can just explode is, is if YouTube says, Hey, like we're recommending this video to people, they're clicking it instead of clicking that red X in the corner, you know, someone's watching one video and then they're clicking, they're clicking into this video. And then after this video, instead of clicking that red X, they're going and watching another video. Boom. You're in the queue. Right. And, and it'll, it'll start throwing you in there as much as it can because you're, you're feeding YouTube what it wants and that's keeping people on its platform. That's amazing. So the two metrics are thumbnail click through and watch time. Yeah. Cause that's, that's all YouTube really cares about. Right. I mean like they want their users to have a good experience. Right, so you got right. your description and all that, but that, that's just basic stuff. Right. You could probably do zero subscription, zero tags. And if people are, you know, you're getting a high click through rate and a high, uh, uh, high, high audience watch time. It doesn't matter. YouTube is going to promote you because it's, you're giving it what it wants. That's awesome. That's awesome. How much money you made with affiliate marketing? <laughs> um, total. Oh man. So revenue, revenue, probably between three and 4 million. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then you got, I mean, I know you got costs in there and stuff like that, but that's super, super cool. Just chilling from your house. Chilling from the house here. Yeah. We just moved into this house like two weeks ago, actually. Oh, no. Are you uh, are you a traveler at all? Do you like to travel? Uh, yeah, a lot. So we, the last six months was actually, we sold all of our houses and just, just went off and it's been nice. We, we got sick. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, world or country? Uh, mostly country. So we did, we did like Southern Utah, all the national parks, yeah. Hawaii, California, um, and drove back. Oh, you went to Hawaii? We went to Hawaii before Hawaii shut down. Dude, I went to Hawaii in October. Yeah, October of last year. October, beginning of November time frame. That's um, when we were there, all of October and half of November. No way. <laughs> yeah, so my, my girlfriend and I went on a trip. My brother passed away in March last year okay. and uh, totally wrecked my life, dude. I mean, helicopter crash, left behind a, a oh. pre Preg pregnant wife, five-year-old son, like just messed me up. So I sold, I sold the, the agency I was part of, or my half of it. I, I just got out. I left, and then in October of last year, October twentieth, we left. We went to the Bahamas first. So I'm trying to think. It would have been like literally like that last little bit of October in, into the first nine days or eight days of, of uh, November. Um, and where, where, what islands did you go to? We we're just we're North Shore Oahu people. We go like every year. We love the North Shore. Yeah. We just camp out. It's yeah. awesome. We we drove we drove that. We rented uh, one of those slingshots, those little two two in the front, oh, one on the back. Dude, those things are fun. We we drove around there and then we went uh we did stayed in Waikiki, drove all the way around uh the there for two days, then went to gosh, Maui. And then yeah. um no, we went to Maui second. What was the what was the other one? Kauai. Kauai. Went to Kauai and freaking rented a camper truck. Stayed in a, a tent on the top of a pickup truck, drove around there. That was so much fun. That's awesome. Dude, the power of, the power of that. Okay, 
I want to, but I want to keep this on affiliate marketing here for a second. Um, <laughs> what's the biggest myth or misconception about affiliate marketing? Um, man, everyone comes in thinking it's easy and that it doesn't require work, right? And that's the sales pitch is like, you don't have to do customer service. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. You know, like this is the greatest business model there ever was, you know, and, and so they come in and they're sold on the, on the easiness of it, of just sending traffic and, and reaping the rewards, right? And uh, I mean, vast majority of affiliates get, get nothing out of that, right? And uh, so breaking that myth, and I talk a lot of my course, like when I sell it, like you will not, I, I doubt you will make money in your first month. Like it is doubtful. You, you're not going to make back the money in your course in a month. Like a lot of people like sell and stuff. It, this is like a long-term game. You're building a long-term business where your audience is your business. I don't think they realize that, right? Your, your asset, like every business needs an asset. Your asset is your audience and mm. how well you're able to access that audience. And, and they don't come in with that realization. Mm. Would you say though that affiliate marketing comparatively to other traditional businesses is, well, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not cakewalk by any means. And I totally understand that and I agree with that. But I would say that relatively speaking, it's probably the easiest or lowest barrier to entry to get started making money online, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd say lowest barrier to entry. Um, yeah. I don't know about easiest. Just, I mean, it's, I don't know. I think a lot of times the new affiliates just don't know where to go. They don't have, they don't, they, they promote crappy products. They don't, um, I don't know. They, uh, they, they probably the marketing, they don't understand marketing and you really have to be a master of marketing because that's all you're doing as an affiliate marketer. Right. And so I guess it depends if you come in with marketing experience, you'll, you'll do okay pretty quick. If not, if you like, don't know marketing, it'll take a long time to learn marketing, right? You've got to like, that's what it is. What are the, like the three, I don't know, make them up on the spot if you need to, but what are like your top three pieces of advice towards someone that's getting started into this? They're like, all right, I've been following Russell for a little bit. I kind of have like a basic understanding of affiliate marketing, right? Like I, I get it. I know who Spencer is, type deal. but like I'm, I'm going in and I'm going to go get started, right? And I'm actually going to yeah. commit to this. What, what are your top three pieces of advice of like, skills they should learn, things that they should be aware of, what they should do, stuff like that. Yeah, so I'll talk, first thing, focus on the, what I call the rule of ones. Okay. So you need to pick one product, whether that's ClickFunnels or something else, you know, the one, the one funnel away challenge or whatever it is, pick one product, pick one traffic source, um, write one email automation. So one email sequence that sells that, uh, build one lead magnet that's focused around that. And then until you succeed, focus on those exact, those ones, right? That one product, mastering the one traffic source. And if you do that, like everyone succeeds that I've seen that that's, that, that's done that and, and done it for a, a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think so many people come in and they're like, it's, it's like a oh, Facebook, like, Oh, everyone's talking about Facebook. Like Facebook is how you do this. You don't. So they start to learn and, and they get like a really like bare bones understanding of how marketing on Facebook works. Right. They're no master by any means. They're kind of just seeing what other people are doing and, and they're trying to like mimic that. And, and then it doesn't work that great. So they kind of move on. Um, but those people that have been like, Hey, like, YouTube. I want to be, I want to, YouTube is, I think the traffic source that I want to master. Right. And then they like, they master it, right. They buy courses, they watch YouTube videos all day. They listen to podcasts about it. They, you know, and they're always tinkering and trying and testing things and improving their YouTube skills. Those are the guys that, that, that succeed with it because, um, because all of these platforms, right. Marketing on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, any of them is so much more than what you see on the surface, right? Like I'm just like the hashtags and the whatever, whatever all that stuff is, right. Like there's just so much more psychologically and stuff to it. And most people quit before they ever like become a master of, of their craft, right? They move on to the next thing because 
because usually it's being sold as an easier thing, right? Like, oh, this is a plug and play. You just go on Instagram, you post my, you know, these things and it just works for you, you know? And so they, they just, they end up with like this like vast array of like useless knowledge. It's like, yeah, I kind of get how Instagram works. I like did a little bit there and I kind of get Facebook and like, I've got eight YouTube videos on a channel, you know? And like, they just, it's like a graveyard of dead dream. Yeah. And then like, dude, I'm going to be the guy that like, I'm going to learn YouTube. I'm going to master it. And I'm going to focus every piece of content I, I create will be around this one product, right? Or this one like concept where I can push this product. And, uh, and those guys do it for six months. Right. And they look back and, and instead of seeing a graveyard, they see like a growth. Chart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Your choice is graveyards or growth charts. That's, <laughs> that's good. I like that. Fast forward yeah. from six months from now, a year from now, what do you want to see? You want to see a graveyard? Or you want to see a growth chart? Focus on one. <laughs> All right. So that's number one law of ones or the rule of ones. Um, I guess I say the second thing is like, is balancing out the learning and applying phases, right? So like me, when I first got into it, a lot of pride, a lot of like, I'm the man, I can do all this. I know this stuff, you know, like I'm smart. And so I just apply, like I just went in, I started to make a blog. I started to fill out the blog. I started to do everything I could, you know, ignore like everything. And, and that's kind of like, a, I guess you could call it my superpower or my weakness because um, that's really good to be able to just put your head down and like, you know, apply. But it took me so long. Like, like my first year, it was like, no money comes in because I'm just, I'm just learning through my own mistakes over and over and over, and over again. Um, but then there's like, there's so many more people that I talk to. And I think most people tend to lean this way is like, they're just like, I can't figure out where to start. And so they don't, they just keep learning, right? They just keep learning and learning and learning because, because starting is scary and like learning is easy. And so uh, you've got to break that cycle and try to do like on a daily or weekly basis, like, okay, I'm learning. Okay. Now I'm creating or applying. Okay. Now I'm learning, you know, and now like I learned this, I wrote it down and now I applied it. And, mm. and you get into that circle and I think everyone leans one way or the other and, and everyone has to find that, that in-between balance. Um, and even like all the way up to like big gurus, right? Like they're, they're they've got to keep that learning phase going while they're applying what they learn. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I like that. I like that analogy a lot. All right. Number three. Number three is it's the standard. You've got to create content. Like you have got to just get out there and put content out, uh, focused on one thing for I like he says he Russell says a year I don't you probably have something that you say I say a year like don't stop until you put out a year of content if you put out a year of content every week on your chosen platform and you're still not succeeding now maybe it's time to look back and figure out what's going on right but if you're putting out a year of content and you're looking back at each piece of content saying like okay like what was good what was bad you know why did this do well and this one did poorly uh I mean very few people at the end of a year are still like in this phase of you know nothing yeah, and I think and I think that the reason that they're not in that phase is that like you grow so much, dude. Like I I listened to the first episodes of my podcast. And I was like this is keep in mind like I had done 5 600 live streams before I ever started my podcast. Like I was good at creating content, right? There's no no like probably better than 95% of the people on the internet, right? But then I started my podcast and I look back now it's been you know, a year and three months now, three year, year and four months since that first episode dropped. And I'm like, even after you're three years into creating content, episode one of that new platform of that new thing is not anywhere near you, where you will be in a year. And like when yeah. you recognize that, when you realize that like you're growing as a person, your your message is going to get more clear. You're going to tell stories better. You're going to understand people better. You're going to understand your market better. Like all these things are going to happen and change as you grow. I love that piece of advice. I, uh, one more analogy. I always say, yeah. go back and watch, go back and watch Parks and Rec, The Office, like any of those, you know, sitcom comedian things. 
the first season is absolutely terrible. None of them know what they're doing. None of them know their character. None of them like have a clear direction, right? And then usually by like season two or three, suddenly they're locked in and you love them. And like, they're very, you know, they're very much honed in on who they are. And like your individual journey is just like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love, that's a great analogy. Yeah, for sure. Um, when did you get sold on ClickFunnels? When, when did that come into the equation? Or like, how did you find out about them even? That's funny. So I'm at my, I'm at my job actually. Um, so I quit the SEO agency. I go to another job. I'm just like their marketer guy in general. And uh, they get this consultant that comes in and they're like, you know, we're struggling with this. What, what do we do? And he's like, oh, you need a funnel. And so he's like, where's the marketing guy? And I'm like, that's me. And so they're like, build us a funnel and <laughs> click funnels, you know? Like, okay. So that was like, they introduced me to click funnels. And then I quit them like eight months later. And they were like, no, why did we show you this tool? <laughs> um, but that's where I like came into the world of click funnels and started with the funnel. And I was like, this is cool. And at the same time, I was like getting introduced into the world of affiliate marketing. And so I was like, this is cool. And then I get this email about like their expert secrets launch and all these affiliates going crazy. And I'm like, what is this? What's happening right now? You know, I just got 40 emails from 40 people with expert secrets. What is this? And um, so and, you weren't even an affiliate yet at the expert secrets launch then for ClickFunnels. That's when I got into it. So I got into it. Like, I mean, I, I was an affiliate marketer, but not for ClickFunnels. And so, yeah, I, I, I joined the expert secrets launch. Um, I was one of the top 20 for that. I like, remember that was that. my first big success. Yeah. I talk a lot. So I, I ran, I just ran some ads, put out a YouTube video. I think my YouTube video ranked and then my ads did good. And then I saw my name in the leaderboard. Right. And so then I talk about how I like, I was literally walking over to like the local university and like, just like, Hey, the quick funnels was giving you 20 bucks per book. You know, like they did this last yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anybody that'll buy this book for 10 bucks, you know, and people are like, yeah. You know? And so that was like my, that was like when I first got into it all, it was, I was like top something on that, on that launch top 20 somewhere. And, and, uh, and like, it really wasn't my plan. It was just like, holy cow, like, this is, this looks really cool. I'm going to try this out, you know? And one night at home, I, I, I think I built out an ad and made a YouTube video and, and that was it. That was the plan. Right. But then suddenly it took off a little bit and I was like, Oh, like, Whoa, like we got to run at this, you know? And so, uh, all other stuff came into play. That's awesome. So, uh, who, who are like, cause you're, you're pretty known in the ClickFunnels world. You go to all the ClickFunnels events or not really? I go to like FHL once a year. I'm I don't do a ton of events, period, but yeah. I go to FHL. <laughs> gotcha. Got yeah, dude, I love it. FHL. That's that's my favorite event of the whole year. Uh him and that and Steve's off for mind. I really like Steve. Man, he he's super, super cool. I and mean, he's from that world. Yeah. So um he's cool. Cool. So um I wanna we're got about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes left here. I kinda wanna just make it a little bit more generic, talk about you, um, and uh ask some questions about like what's next for you. So actually let's start with that question right there. You're in affiliate marketing. You've got your affiliate marketing business. How, you don't have to share this if you don't want to. I'm just curious. How big is your email list? If that's private, uh, don't feel 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 free to say no. <laughs> no, I'm fine. It's about it's about twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand people. <laughs> some people, dude. I've asked some people. We'll have questions on here, and I'll ask something that's like, to me, it's just like, right? Be like, ask me how many followers I have on Instagram, or you know, whatever. And they'll be like, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you that. I'm like. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. I can't imagine what that would do. That information would do for you, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what? So you've got an email list. You've got your business. ClickFunnels doing well for you. Like what? What's the next step for you now? Like where? Where are you going into? Um. So I mean, I, I'm still the, like I talked about, like focused on one thing. I want. I want that YouTube plaque. If you're familiar with the the play oh, yeah. button. Oh yeah. Very focused on that. Um, and then a lot of what I want to do is start replicating. Um, so, you know, I, I teach affiliate marketing and, 
and I've done it in two businesses. And I want to be able to say like at least three times, like I've, I've built up a business from scratch on YouTube, on a blog and a Facebook group. Those are kind of like where I, you know, where I live. Um, those three things I've done that three separate times successfully. Uh, and then I, you know, and then I feel like I can go out there and sell it for, for any price at that point. Right. Like if I'd be like, Hey, I've done it three times. I can guarantee you, I can do this every time, you know, just plug you in and make this work for you. Um, so that's kind of the, the goal. I just started another one like a month ago, actually, in a, an affiliate business in the stock market Forex space. Interesting. And, uh, and, oh, dude, I'm having so much fun. I bet. Like, it's just so fun to start over just to like start right fresh again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, huh. that's super cool. So still very much in that affiliate game, mastering that, getting your plaque on YouTube, which come on, you got it. I'll, I'll clap for you when you get it. I'll, I'll send you a, a congratulations card. Um, so so with, with affiliate marketing, let's talk strategy from real quick for people like me, people that have a business, they have an offer, their own thing, right? And ClickFunnels has a sweet affiliate program. You maybe have a sweet affiliate program for some of your products, right? There's some there's some sweet affiliate marketers out there that or uh, um, offers out there from people that you know uh, cater to affiliate marketers. How can someone like me or a I, I I already know how I use them, so you can use me as an example or somebody else, whatever. Like that person that has an existing business, but they want to use affiliate marketing products as part of their value ladder, or they want to figure out a way to fit affiliate marketing into what they're doing. Cause I know you have your own product. So I know you're, you're doing this, right? How, what advice do you have for that person that is looking to use an affiliate product of some sort as either a front end, low end, or I don't know, even maybe who knows higher up the, the value ladder piece to their value ladder and add additional revenue to the business. So a lot of it, I mean, it'll just happen. Like it should just happen, right? Like for you, you're, uh, you're building out your business, right? And, and you're helping people um, build, build out their marketing and everything like that, right? And, and so you're using ClickFunnels and ActiveCampaign. You're probably using 10 softwares right now, uh, I, I imagine. And, and you're probably only promoting or telling people about two of them, right? So a lot of it is just very naturally, hmm. right? you're, you're building up this audience and you're saying, okay, what else can benefit this audience? I already know exactly why they're following me, what their problem is, what their desire is, right? Their pain points. What else am I using that can help them? And then it's just a matter of creating content around it again, right? So you go live, maybe once a week you go live and feature a tool or feature a training mm. that's featured around a tool. Hey, for December, we're going to talk all about sales funnels or all about email marketing. And you'll put out, you know, four YouTube videos about email marketing, four podcast episodes about email marketing, and uh, and then like a review of your favorite platform, right? Or something like that. And you're just pointing everything at it. And uh, and then it just very naturally grows like that. And so if you look at my channel, I did that with Active Campaign maybe January where just for, for a month straight, I put out eight pieces of eight videos, eight pieces of content, and they were all active campaign based. If you look at my Facebook group, I went live and I did email marketing trainings and Q and A's and stuff about that. And, and mm. obviously just kept referring back to active campaign. It happens pretty naturally. Cause they're like, well, how do I do this? And you're like, Oh, well, I don't know if you can do that in your program. Right. You got to go look, let me show you how to do this in active campaign. And it's a pretty natural like thing. Mm. So take everything, like just go look at everything you're currently using go look at how you got where you were. Maybe it was courses, whatever it is. And like, and bundle it all together. And then, um, just start, you know, start just plugging it into your, to your daily content and stuff like that one. And then honestly, email automation, like is such an underutilized yeah. thing. I don't know how much you use email automation, but, but so much yeah. take out your email sequences and look in there and say like, Oh, Hey, I can take, I can add a week into my sequence right here, right in between whatever I'm doing here and here and just do a, a plug. I'll do like a, a one day, uh, what do I call it? I can't remember the word I use, um, but you basically ring up the pain point and kind of like 
I shake it a little bit, right? I'm like, ah, this, this hurts, right? Like this is hard for you. And then you move on and you'll do another email two days later that, that uh, talks about the product and then a third email that really hits it. And then a fourth email that like, bonus, like a bonus offer. Toss that into your email automation, right? You've already got one, hopefully, if not build out a little one. And then every lead you get goes through that at some point, right? Every lead you get at some point will go through and, and be promoted that product and yeah. move on. You can even just take all your lives and plug them into your email secrets. Like after you do yeah. it, it's just a matter of talking about it a lot. Yeah. And I think that, I think, I think people get stuck on that a lot. I feel like, so I'm, I'm coaching a client right now. We have a client, we just did their launch. They're uh they were a traditional offline business. They did yoga, right? And so they, we, like, we came in and uh, we redid. We launched a Facebook group. Did it all. They had a great launch, right? It was awesome. But like after the first day, we had some we had some problems, like some tech issues, right? On the on the first launch or the first day of the launch. And I was like, they're like, man, sales aren't quite where we want them. And I was like, well, okay. First off, remember that we had major tech issues, right? So like only three quarters. I mean, like only a quarter of the people that were supposed to be here showed up for day number one, right? And I was like, right now, I just don't think people know about your product. And they're like, huh, that's interesting. So they went into their Facebook group. They started talking about it all week, right? And it's like, hey, and they like quadrupled their sales in seven days, quadrupled them. It was insane from, from that just because people knew about it, right? And it was like, they didn't change the messaging. They didn't change the landing page. They didn't change anything like that. Like they just talked about it. And I think for a lot of people, like you got to remember, Hold on. Are, you, are we good? Can you hear me now? Sorry. I actually got my microphone. Out. Um, I feel like a lot of people like you're working eight or nine, 10 hours a day on your business, seven, you know, five or six days a week for two or three months. You know about your product. Cause that's all you focus on. But like, you got to remember like you, the people that are following you, like they only have watched one or two pieces of your content where you probably didn't talk about your product all that much. And what do they say? It's eight to 12 times that someone needs to see a product typically before they buy or hear or see about a, a product. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you just talk about it, you just make it aware people are going to go and do that. So I love that. And email automation, dude, I picked that up about halfway through last year is when I finally took me long enough. My word understood <laughs> the power of uh, email automation. And that, I mean, that's, we placed 19th in the uh, traffic secrets launch. Probably 60, 65% of our sales probably came through email automation sequences, follow-ups, stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. That's big. Yeah. Do, you, do you have Email a team? Say again? Do you have a team? Um, yeah, I got like three or four. They're, they're more contractors. So I only have one guy that's like full-time focused on me. Um, and then a couple of contractors and then a VA. Do you create all your own content or do you have them, do your team do it at all? Uh, yeah. So I'll, uh, I guess a mix. So like for the YouTube videos, I'll sit down and film and then I'll hand it to a guy and he takes care of it blog posts. Um, I'll do a lot of the research and come up with like outlines and then hand it to somebody to like fill in basically and then I'll hand it back and I'll edit. So I'm a lot more involved in it. And I think a lot of like marketers tend to be, um, but it's kind of a mix. That's awesome. That's awesome. Dude, this has been so much fun. I appreciate you coming on here. Um, where, uh, where can people go? I know there's a lot of people that are gonna watch this episode. This is a hot topic here. So uh, where can people find out about you? Yeah. So two places I'll send them buildapreneur.com slash free. Lots of what we've talked about is available for like in much, much more detail for free there. We talked about email automation, like free trainings there. We talked about affiliate marketing, like blogging, it's all there for free. So head over there and then join the Facebook group automation nation where you can hop in, ask questions, connect with you know 20,000 other affiliates doing the same thing as you. Um, and between those two, that's, that's where I'd send you. Buildapreneur.com slash free and automation nation. 
Automation Nation Facebook group. Facebook either, group. And either one of those will get you to the right place. Awesome. Guys, we will link both of those down below in the description on YouTube, on iTunes. If you're watching this on Facebook, head over there. Um, we'll try to drop them in the description, but sometimes hard on Facebook, but we'll get them out there. Um, okay. What are, give people, I'm, I'm, I want to move into rapid fire questions here. We always wrap it up with rapid fire questions, but like yep. give us a, a 30 second to one minute long before we go into there. Like, okay, this Spencer guy seems cool. Like, what are you into? What are you like? Right? Like, are you political, a beach bum, like what, what can we expect if we start to follow Spencer? Like what's your background? What's your personality? Funny guy, serious guy? Uh, dude, I'm all over the place. Um, so big into traveling, sports, uh, politics, yeah. <laughs> sports, uh, doesn't like me as much. Politics, uh, I love like money, not like I love cash money in my pocket, but I love talking about money and finance yeah. and like economies and all that stuff. Which, um, which I have other affiliate, you know, places where I promote the stuff that I talk about there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, like I love just tons of things. Like I love just getting out there and trying out what other people love. That's awesome, dude. Okay. I had no idea you were into sports and politics. We'll have to do, maybe we'll do a follow-up episode. We'll talk, we'll talk that, but I, I gotta, okay. I gotta ask you a couple questions on that though, before we go favorite, favorite, uh, sports team. Wait, what, what's your favorite sport actually to watch? Uh, so favorite sport is soccer, soccer. All right. Uh, and then do you watch football or basketball at all? Yep. And definitely prefer football. Football. Who's your team? Uh, professional saints and college Brigham Young. All right. Well, um, I'm a Patriots fan, so, you know, um, we'll, we'll disagree on that, but all I hope is that Tom Brady, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, who I miss so dearly. I'm so sad they went to the bucks, but I hope they destroy you. Um, no. And, uh, then I have to ask your take on, and, and, feel free to be as blunt or, I mean, there's nothing off limits here. I mean, I'm, you know me, I'm about as straightforward as possible with politics. Your take on uh, COVID and how everything's just been handled. Are you uh, more, Hey, let's get up and running. Let's, let's uh, open up the economy here. Let's get back to it. Or are you a uh, more, more play it safe type person with that? Yeah. 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 Well, it, I mean, I think society has been making like these, these balances for, for forever, right? We've been balancing between a, a, what we're willing to, to risk economically uh, for, for health things, right? Like the whole, you get in a car and you drive down the road at risk that you could get hit by a drunk driver and die, right? That's, we, we've always made that. And so um, I think COVID's the same way, right? Like, I feel like when I read a news article, it's just like, someone died. Like we have to shut down forever until no one dies anymore, right? And, <laughs> and I disagree with that. Like there's there's gotta be some balance and it feels like a lot of people have lost that sense of balance. And it's like, we are gonna eliminate this or we're gonna sit in our homes waiting for it to happen, right? Uh, so I, I guess I lean more more towards opening up the economy. I especially where I'm at in Utah, right? Yeah. We're like at the bottom. I think we're number one or number two in deaths. We've got 30 deaths, and I read these articles that are like Utah <laughs> has more than 30 deaths, like devastation, you know, and like words like that in the article. And I'm like, I mean, I'm like, I'm not like hammering on the deaths, but 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 30 deaths, come on, <laughs> like we shut down our economy for this. So anyway, that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with. I, we're in Nebraska. I think we're number seven. Uh, I think we only have, I think we only have like 39 or 40 deaths. So we're, we're real low too. And we've been, I mean, I wouldn't say shut down, but we've been pretty close to, I mean, all the bars and, you know, restaurants are all closed except for, you know, drive through and take out. And like my, my whole thing with COVID is like, we've got the supplies now, Mercy ship left New York. Like guys, we're prepared now. Like it's not going away, right? Like the flu didn't go away. Cancer didn't go away. Like the, and I'm like, just like we're going to deal with them like anything else, but like, we don't worry about the breast cancers that die every day. We don't worry about the 
like you said, the drunk drivers that, I mean, like, yeah, it's sad and tragic and we do everything we can to prevent that. But we got like the mental health issues, the abuse issues, the, the, the like the actual psychological problems that are going on and the ripple effects of and a shutdown economy. I'm, I'm definitely pro open. Okay. Rapid fire questions for you. Uh, as fast as you can answer them, provide as much context as needed, but they're, they're meant to be rapid fire. Favorite airline to fly when you fly? Oh man, Alaska. Alaska. All right. Alaskan airlines. I like love that. I love that. All right. Uh, that's the first time we've ever had somebody say Alaskan. So you're first there. Um, if you ever had the chance to go to outer space, would you go? You get to come back. Uh, I get to come back and I'm guaranteed to come back. <laughs> I mean, you get seven, you're seven days up and back, but I mean, hopefully nothing goes wrong. I mean, I guess nothing's guaranteed, but like, it's just a standard, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Yeah, I'd go. You go. All right. Uh, bucket list item that you want to do in your life that you have not yet done. Uh, every continent. Every continent. How many done? Every continent. I've done three. You've done three. All right. I'm trying to think. I've done... Let's see, three? I think I've done three. Yeah, I've done three. Okay, um, sorry, I'm just going through here. Would you, here we go. Uh, this is the first time I've ever asked this question. So just, yeah, let, we'll just kind of bear with this here. Would you rather have, would you rather have Kanye West as president or Dwayne Johnson? Oh, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. All right, well, yeah, I, we won't go into that. I, I, I've asked it from, from different people for different things. And I was always, always curious to see like Kanye is just like this polarizing figure. But depending upon who I put up there next to him, like some people I could be like, who would you rather have, Kanye West or Donald Trump? And they'd be like, Kanye West all day long. And they're like, well, Donald Trump <laughs> is the president, right? Like, what are you talking about? Um, so it just kind of depends. Upon, actually, let, let's, let's do it, everyone. Kanye West or Kim Kardashian? Oh, man. Kanye West. Kanye West. All right. There it is. All right. Uh, Kanye. <laughs> uh huh. That you got me into Kanye's. <laughs> you got, got you in the Kanye. All right. Um, last question. We ask this to everybody that comes on the show. Fast forward to the end of your life. You're on your deathbed. All your fame, money, success, impact, everything is all gone. However, every single person that you've touched, either directly or indirectly, you get to leave them with one final message or word of advice. What is that message? Take life by the horns. Take life right. by the horns. I don't know. A lot of people may not, not know where that comes from, but the... The phrase, uh, take the bull by the horns is like an old Texas phrase. And it basically means like um, when you're attacking a bull, right? Where when you're like wrangling a bull, you've got to like take him like, head on, grab him by the horns, face it and, you know, drag it down and make it happen. And, uh, and I like the idea of just taking your life that way, right? Like, this is what I want. This is my goal. I'm going to take it by the horns, face it head on and like make it happen. So I love that. Something I, like to say. I love it. Guys, this has been Spencer Meekum. It's Meekum, right? It is Spencer Meekum? Yep. All right. Spencer Meekum and Josh Forty on Think Different Theory. Spencer, thank you so much for coming on. Any last words? Go out there and make it happen. Take life by the horns. Go out there and make it happen. Take life by the horns. Guys, as always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different will be the ones that change the world. We'll link all of Spencer stuff down below. Check it out. I love you all, and I will see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. 
What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on that you like my stuff and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas, and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.